Good morning. It was a little weak. Good morning. You are awake. Very good. Get all set up here. <clears throat> Brother Barry, do you have your driver's license on you? Can you bring it to me? weren't any prettier then. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you, Barry. You didn't even know I was going to ask for that, did you? So our topic this morning is spiritual identity. You know, something that we um, as Christians can certainly um, look at and understand is people's physical identity. I asked for Brother Barry's driver's license, and this is his this is his identity. It has a, a, a picture of him. It's not any better. It tells me a lot about Barry. It tells me his date of birth. You're old. 613 is 69. You're old. It tells me his name. Barry Scott Arnold. It tells me where he lives, and I'm not going to tell you that. Tells me his height. Are you really six feet? His eyes are hazel. I've never looked at your eyes, Barry. (laughs) But it says they're hazel. If I flip it over here on the back, it tells me that he has a a Class D vehicles, and he has no restrictions, so you don't have to wear your glasses to drive, do you? But it tells us a lot about a person their physical identity and if I get their their driver's license it tells me a lot about a person that I could know it gives me a, a driver's license number it tells me when his license expires uh, it tells me a lot about an individual but physical identity is not the most important part of our identity is it The most important part of our identity is our spiritual identity. How do we identify with God? That's a very, very important thing. You can have this back later, Barry. I might need it again. Our spiritual identity is very important to God. And it should be very important to us as well. I have the privilege of... uh, Sometimes I say it's a privilege. Sometimes I say it's a curse. I have the privilege of, of uh, being able to interview people when they come to Life Force to work, whether they be a, a clinical person or a uh, communications person. Whatever the case may be, I have the privilege of being in on their interviews when they are interviewing for a job with us. One of the questions that we ask them is this. How important do you think your image is in and out of the workplace? So I'm going to ask you this question. How important do you think your image is as a Christian with your brothers and sisters in Christ and out in the world? It's very important, isn't it? Many times we've said that... uh, 
A sermon is better seen than heard. We can teach many wonderful sermons by our actions and how we behave ourselves as Christians and how we interact with other people in the world, how we care about them. So if those people are privileged uh, to make it through the interview process, one of the very first, and I'm going to say lecture because that's really what it is, one of the very first lectures that they get when they come into our organization is they get the life in the blue suit speech. Now what is life in the blue suit? Well, if you've ever worn a blue flight suit, you get asked all kinds of interesting questions. My favorite was one day when my partner and I were in the, uh, in the uh, steakhouse in LJ, Georgia, and someone came up to us and asked us if we were astronauts. <laughs> and I so wanted to say, we sure are. We left the space shuttle right out there in the parking lot in LJ, Georgia. People recognize that suit, don't they? Most of the time when we're in the hospital, they recognize that suit for being someone who has it together, who brings um, order to chaos in many times, who hopefully knows what they're doing, who can do all kinds of critical care things that maybe other people in the hospital cannot do, and our job is to take the hospital to the people. That comes with great responsibility, though. The great responsibility is that if you are doing everything that you're supposed to do, people recognize that. But they also recognize when you're doing stuff not so right. So we say, you have a target on your back. Well, isn't that kind of like the Christian? They recognize us when we're wearing the name Christian they recognize that we should be an individual who is striving to be Christ-like. And we need the life in the Christian suit speech sometimes. For people will recognize us as a Christian or claiming to be a Christian, and they will see our actions and whether or not those are contrary to God's word. Our spiritual identity is important, not only for ourselves, but to those around us, whom we come in contact with, who we work with, who we're friends with, who we're neighbors with. That spiritual identity is very important in the life of the Christian to winning more souls for Christ. One thing we say to them is this. That blue suit puts a target on your back. Everybody's going to see you. If you do something wrong in the hospital or outside the hospital, trust me, we will know about it. They will call us very quickly. Word travels fast. We have this thing called Facebook. It travels fast, doesn't it? Too fast. One thing we tell them is this. Be charming or be gone. What do we mean by that? Be charming or be gone. Play the part. Do what you know is right. And if you can't be doing what is right, then we'll find another place for you to be successful. We don't want that said of the Christian, though, do we? We want to learn from our mistakes. We want to grow in our 
nurture and admonition of the Lord. We want to grow to be a better Christian today than we were yesterday. And strive to be a better Christian tomorrow than we were today. We want to build on our spiritual identity. Some people may ask you for your physical ID. Maybe if you're pulled over by a policeman by an unfortunate event that maybe your uh, right foot was a little heavier than you thought it, uh, it was. And you have the unfortunate event of a police officer pulling you over and asking for your license and registration, please. Or perhaps you're making a purchase with a credit card and they ask to see your ID. That physical ID is important in those situations, but not near as important as our spiritual ID. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. We belong to God. Therefore, if we belong to God, we must act in the proper manner for a person belonging to God. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16, It tells the Christian to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Our spiritual ID is very important in our life as Christian. Spiritual identification would tell others, perhaps when we were baptized, that is born into Christ, if we're faithful or unfaithful, where we are in our Christian walk, if we had an ID to look at our spiritual identification, what do you think that identification may say? There are some examples. I hope that if someone took out my spiritual ID, and I hope you would say the same too, that if they would say, this is Brian Sorello, he is a Christian. He walks the walk and he talks the talk. And when he stumbles, he owns it. When he stumbles, he makes it right and goes before God and is penitent in his attitude and his spirit to make things right with God once again. That is the spiritual identification that Christians should strive to have. The world tells us how we should act and react to things in life. And most of the time, it is not what we should do as a Christian. I say, I love Facebook and I hate Facebook. I love social media and I hate it. Why? Because if you want to open up the peanut gallery, go to social media. And so many people have so many different opinions, but their opinions are just that, opinions, not based on fact or not based on the standards of God. We as Christians need to make sure that our standards are built on God's word 
and his standards. We are God's creation, which makes us an original masterpiece. For God created us in his image, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. He created us in his image, not a physical image, but a spiritual image. We know this from verses like John chapter 4 and verse 24. For God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. We were made in God's spiritual image. So our spiritual identity is important to the world. And it is important to us. Who decides how to know your value? Does man decide who is most valuable or does God decide who is most valuable? If we look at someone, maybe the way they're dressed, and we might think that person's not dressed to a caliber that I think they should be dressed. So they're not very valuable in my sight. Would that be a right judgment to make? Perhaps they have beautiful jewelry on and we think well they must be in the upper epsilon because they have that nice diamond ring on or that nice gold chain on or or whatever they may have is that how we should judge a person by what jewelry they have on or by what clothes they have on not necessarily for God judges us on our spiritual identity Are you faithful? Do you love God? Do you love God enough to keep his commandments and to make those dwell in your heart? Turn, if you will, over to Psalms chapter 139. Psalms chapter 139. How important are you to God? Look at verse 17 with me. 139 and verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. What do you think your value is to God? A verse that is very familiar to the world as well as to the Christian is John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That tells us of our love that God has for us. Our love that God has for us is that he sent his only son to be separated from him, to die on a cruel cross, so that you and I, who aren't deserving of it, could be saved. Because God loves us. And we're worth something to God. Each and every one of us. Our spiritual identity then is important that it be shown throughout the world. By us going back to what God has taught us in his word. We were chosen before God created this world. And God knew you and he chose to love you. Notice, if you will, if you're still open there to Psalms chapter 139, I'm going to begin reading in verse 13, and we'll read 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned me when as yet there were none of them. God knew us from our very creation. He loved us from our very creation. And our identity in his eyes is very important. We were adopted by God, Romans chapter 8 and verse 15, and therefore we need to act as if though we're adopted by God, that we're his sons and daughters. And that our spiritual identity shines forth not for the glory of ourselves, but for the glory of God. Our identity is that we are created to live for God as his children. And the job that we are to live by is to follow the life of Jesus. To wear the name Christian and to strive to be Christ-like. That's our job. And then, if we perform our job correctly, our destiny will be heaven. For that is the hope of the Christian. By being humble, by being loving, by being giving, by being compassionate, And sharing Christ every day of our lives, Luke chapter 9 and verse 23, will form the Christian spiritual identity. Never forget that God offers His creation a way of escape from temptation. The verse that we're so familiar with, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. For God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we're able to bear, but with every temptation provide that way of escape. Our spiritual identity is based upon how we deal with temptations in life and how one day we can receive that heavenly home with God for eternity. After all, God wants us in heaven, doesn't he? He desires us to be faithful unto death to receive a crown of life. Jesus paid the ultimate price. And all that he asks us is that our faith and obedience to him be as good as it can be in our life and identifying with him and striving to be Christ-like in our lives. And then we will overcome the world because 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4 says the victory that overcomes the world is our faith. And our faith can be synonymous with our spiritual identity. There may be some here 
this morning who needs to respond to the Lord's invitation. Maybe perhaps we have fallen away from the identity that we should have in Christ. Of getting our priorities out of order sometimes, we care more about what the world thinks than what God thinks. And that should not be the case. God loves us. He cares for us. And he wants us to be his children all the days of our lives so that we can receive that crown of life one day. If you aren't a Christian, the Bible tells us that that faith that we just talked about, that faith that's the victory that overcomes the world, that will get you to heaven one day, that we hear the word of God and that that produces that faith, that belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. We hear the word of God, believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We repent of our sins, stop sinning on purpose, change our spiritual identity. We confess with the mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and are buried in that watery grave of baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. If you are a Christian and you've fallen away, you've committed a sin publicly that needs public repentance, or you're a Christian and you've fallen away and you need the prayers and thoughts of your brothers and sisters in Christ. You need their encouragement. You need to restore your spiritual identity back to the way that it should be in being pleasing to God. We offer you an invitation this morning to become a Christian or to make your life right once again. If you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation this morning, We ask you to come forward now as together we stand and as we sing.